In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success and who to find it? That's the big question. Is it measurable? Can you obtain it? Can you dream it? Can you hold it? I'm on a quest to redefine how we view success, and I'd like to bring you on this journey. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. This is episode number 64 with Michael Devlin. Now, here's what I want you to know. We're going to take money and we're going to remove it from the equation. I'm going to talk about money right now, but I want you not to focus on money when you hear today's guest and his story about success. Michael is a multi-award-winning software creator and a digital marketer with over a decade of experience having built multiple seven-figure e-commerce platforms and has generated over 72 million worldwide. Now, that to me causes me to say, hmm, 72 million and success. I bet you they have something in common. Now, regardless of whether you're a startup or an established business, he knows how hard it can be to get success online. So what we're going to do today is we're going to invite Michael in to go up Success Mountain with us, talk about success, talk about opportunities, talk about quitting and wanting to give it up and like literally the fight you have to have as an owner to keep going no matter what comes your way. So we're going to talk to Michael right now about making it a digital world. Please welcome to the show, my dear friend, Michael Devlin. Tony, how are you? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm excited for our conversation today. Question for you. It's late night where you're at over the <laughs> pond. Yeah. And no matter what time of the day, I bet you can answer this question. What is your definition of success? Contentment. In a nutshell, I have to say that if you're not, I mean, everybody attributes money to success, like you say right at the start of this, and this is your whole premise, and that's what I love about you. But even for me, back when I was just starting out, I always wanted to be, I think everybody did, they want to be a millionaire, right? (laughs) That's what what everybody wanted to be, living the dream, all that sort of stuff. But I think as you get older and and you do hit the milestones, it starts becoming more about, why am I doing this? Who am I doing it for? And am I happy doing what I'm doing? Those are the those are the main things to success. And once you realize that it was never about the money, it was about the journey and the contentment and who you're doing it with, I think that's when you really understand what wealth means. No, I like that. I, I love contentment. I love, you know, Michael, it's simple. And I can I literally apply it to the entire part of our conversation. I know we're going to go down today. But before you found the digital world, tell me about your upbringing, a little bit about life as a child, because I think it's going to paint a really, really nice picture for the world today to see how you were brought up and how you believe what you believe today. Well, I was brought up with my, my grand and my mom. I had no, no father figure. I had no direction in terms of business or any of those things. And I was brought up in, and I'm proud to say this, one of the roughest housing estates in Europe, which was a little place called Easter House. <laughs> and that's probably the politest way that you're, you will ever hear anyone pronounce Easter House. But it, it's got so many amazing people. I actually just still stay about 20 minutes from where I originally lived. I'm still close to my mum. I could stay anywhere in the world, but I stay pretty, pretty grounded and near my roots. And I think that's cliche to uh, a lot of successful people stay close to where they were born. And I'm, I'm here and I love here, but I was brought up there and... 
there was not a lot of opportunity. You had to make a lot of decisions for yourself where education wasn't a big thing. You 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 were patted on the back if you skipped school. I think that those are the things that a lot of my friends wanted to do. Why are you going to class? Let's just skip it. Let's go here. And I wasn't really great at school. In fact, I was pretty bad because I was dyslexic as well. But I was brought up with my mum and my gran and I had amazing ethos instilled to me because my gran was was Irish. <laughs> so she instilled ethos into me to always be amazing to other people, always be kind and always look out for, for other people, right? That's what it was. And, and sadly, she passed away when I was 16 and I was left with just my mum. And I had a, a trigger point, Tony, when... I realized where where I was. I knew that the only person who could make a success of themselves for me was me. And, you know, I I spent a year really down and feeling sorry for myself because because I I just lost one of the most important people. Just, it was, you know, she was my grand, but she was my, like a parent to me. She was the father and the mother figure as well. And even though I still had my mum, it was a real impact to me. And then I met my wife, Claire, when I was 17. And I believe to this day, that my grand put her in front of me to put me on a direction. And at that point, I just took off and I became self-employed when I was 18. I owned multiple crazy businesses <laughs> between that time frame of um, losing my grand up through into my 20s. And then obviously I'm still with Claire and we celebrate 25 years together at the end of, um, end of this month. Wow. Yeah, touching, you know, growing up without a father. And then having your grandma and your mom. Do you call them mum? Mum. Mom, mom? <laughs> mom. I know that the Americans, they pronounce it M-O-M. We pronounce it M-U-M here. <laughs> no, I, when my mom, it's so funny. When my mom's in the UK, when I call her, I say, hi, mom. You know, and like when she's here in the States, I say, hi, mom. It's just kind of like honoring that custom and, and how different some of it may be. But let's talk about grandma passing and yeah. the angel Claire appearing yeah well I was pretty lost and I I still to this day impacts me a lot thinking back but it really it really shaped me to to become independent and driven in a weird way because I knew that I had to provide I wanted to provide for my mum I wanted her to be treated the way I wanted her to get treated when I was growing up but I think that's where when I met Claire there was just a complete and I say this I've said this before there was a trigger point Tony, towards ambition. I wanted to be somebody. I wanted to wanted to be somebody for myself. <laughs> I went through little phases of wanting to be famous. And I think that every internet marketer, and I will come to this later on in the discussion, but <laughs> I'm glad I decided that, you know what, I want I, this whole fame thing, take a step back from that because it is it can lose you focus pretty quickly. But the irony is, is when I started out, I just wanted to be I wanted to be somebody, you know, and I wanted to be. Call, to call be, it what it was. Like you had this ambition. Yeah. Drive, you wanted to be famous. I wanted to be famous for some stupid reason. And I can't remember exactly why, but I just wanted to be, to be recognized. And, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I didn't know what I wanted to be recognized for at that time. And obviously Google wasn't around. I mean, that's me starting to show my age now. But I was growing up and then just the person that Claire she really anchored me and she's still an anchor to this day because you know this industry and a lot of people coming into it and anybody listening to the podcast tonight that wants to become to come into the digital world, you can 
get sidetracked by fancy cars and mansions and all these promo videos that are out there. But I have to say, some of the best people that I know in the internet marketing world, like yourself, Tony, they're not into that. People use that as a promo, and it's not a bad thing, each to their own in the marketing space. But that isn't really the reason why you should choose to work with somebody. It should be their their ethics, their morals. And what can they do for you is basically the reason and the underpinning why you should be going into business with somebody or wanting to learn from somebody or wanting to work with somebody in the digital space. So many people put this this bubble around themselves where they say, here's what I've got and what I have is the reason why you should work for me, rather than reversing that and saying, here's, here's what I can do for you. And that's the reason why you should work for me. And I think once, pe- once marketers get that and you can see a shift towards that in the marketing space right now, I think, and most more customers are becoming aware of the ones that are saying, here's what I've got, work with me. And they're becoming equally aware to the ones that are saying, here's what I can do for you work for me. Who were some people you looked up to when you first logged on to the World Wide Web? Uh, when I logged on to the World Wide Web, I think it was Bruce Clay was one of the first, the original people, the SEO guys that, because I was right into SEO back in the start when I, when I first got involved online. And I was around about, was about 26, 27 at the time. And I started to research the whole search engine optimization stuff. And it was easy to rank sites when I first started out, right? So when you're going when you're going up into building sports nutrition stores, organic play was was the way. And then I, as as that started to progress, I then looked at paid search, and then I started to go to like the Google Academy in New York, and I followed Search Engine Strategy Weeks and 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 Stompernet. Jason Katzenbach, who is now one of the Amazon guys, was was part of the Stompernet movement way back. And I remember going to Atlanta. And these were the type of guys that, that I followed back then. And then I, I discovered the Digital Marketer crew. And that's where Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice, and Roland wasn't involved at that point, but Ryan and Perry was involved then. And then that, that's really the, the movements that, that I've kind of stuck with. And obviously Russell Brunson as well. So I've got three key ones that I still, I've still got all of my old in fact, hold on. Wait till you see this. Hold on. Now, I know that this is podcasting. This is not a, this is not a visual experience, guys, but it's a visual experience for Tony because I wanted to show him that I've still got the mass control in the cover. Check this out, Tony. Right? I've still got mass control, and you're seeing, and this here, for, for, for listeners, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is actually still in the wrapper, and this is Frank Cairn stuff. So I, I kept all of my old stuff, and it's still in the office in a box right next to me because it reminds me every day how far I've come because a lot of people are always complaining about the progress when they don't realize and stop and look back and just take note. Yeah. The, the big piece, man, the thing that I talk about in my journal and where I've kind of got down the road is I spend a lot of time in reflection because it allows me to see how far I've come. Yeah. And I think it's so important to just stop every now and again and also surround yourself. Don't be scared to surround yourself with things that remind you of how you started. Believe it, it's amazing because the, amount of, the reason why I keep all of the old marketing material is because a lot of those principles are still exactly the same. They're just applied different. We've got funnels, which are highly optimized landing pages. <laughs> funnels just sound sexy now. You know what I mean? Everybody's got a funnel. Do you have a funnel? What's your funnel? Can I can I send some traffic to your funnel? Will you will you send some traffic to my funnel? I mean, like where where did we come up with these, these terms? Like it's crazy. 
Let's talk about Claire a little bit. She's been yes. with you. You met her at 17. You've been coming up on 25 years of marriage. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. That's a, a big feat. Well, we're 12 years married, but we're 25 years together. So I don't want anybody thinking I got married when I was 17. <laughs> no, I love it. Tell me, tell me something about her that just lights you up. She's selfless, Tony. That comes to mind. Claire is one of these people who never forgets her birthday, unlike myself. If I don't get notified from Skype or Facebook, then I forget everybody's birthday. <laughs> but she never forgets anybody's birthday. She always buys gifts, cards for every single family member that I'm connected and close to and see to see it all, every day in my life. She will see to it that they get a card or at least a present of some kind. And she's she's an amazing human being. She really is. And she's a doted mother. She's so committed to my boys as well and myself because I am who I am through her support and the support that she's given to my boys as well is just incredible. And people sometimes say, and this annoys me actually sometimes, Tony, because when you know when you're sitting and you're like, so what does your wife do? Um, well, she doesn't work. And as if, and I'm like, no, she's a full-time mum because that is a full-time gig, like taking care of and looking after your kids is just and of course, after you is a full-time job. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and she, she'll actually come in right now and tell you that. That's true. <laughs> How old are your boys? So my boys are 14. Ben is 14. It's my youngest. And Reese is 21. Wow. What's it like having an adult? <sighs> I call him a man-child because it's the only way. <laughs> it's the only, the only way I can refer to him because... He'll watch WWE wrestling in his underwear still to this day. And I can say this over a podcast. And if he ever listens back to this, he'll die. But, <laughs> and then the next thing I'll see him on the phone, get our suited and booted talking property deals. And I'm like, there's my man child, you know, it's, it's just this. And he flips in between both instantly. And that's what I love about him. And, and I don't want him to, sometimes I want him just to stay as, as a kid, especially in the mind anyway. What piece what, of advice haven't you shared, maybe thinking about today, just as our conversation's going on, that you would share with yourself at 21 that you uh, know today? Stop being so critical on yourself, I think, is something really important and I'd recommend anyone. And I, I'm still really critical on myself to this day. And... Claire's always telling me, if it's not, I've not got to the gym. I'm not dieting properly. I'm, I'm not working hard enough. You're always telling yourself what you're not doing. And it's so important to just posture up a little bit and say, look, relax. This isn't, <laughs> everybody's figuring it out as we go. So why are you so, so tough on yourself? If you can't make the gym today, you'll get it tomorrow. If it's not this week, it's next week. Let's just, can we just Let slow down a little manual, bit? Please, I figured it all out. Let me, I'm going to hand you the manual now, okay? Like if you just <laughs> take my manual, life's pretty easy for you, right? Yeah. I think we're all, we're all figuring it out. Talking a little bit about you in the intro, we talked about you being a multi-award-winning software creator. What, what kind of software have you created? We created a software about two years ago, which was a beta test software. And we went into the Amazon space with it. And I have to be honest, Tony, it's been a real, real struggle because when you're not a software developer, but you're a creator of software, i.e. you write the plan, and then you try and find the talent to make that plan come to life, it is not easy. It is a nightmare. It's kind of like owning a supercar garage 
and you have no mechanics. Right? <laughs> and then you get this car lot full of supercars that need tender love and affection and care and all the good stuff that supercars require. But the mechanic isn't there. And then you're the guy that's expected to to look after them and that you've got this service and this is where you make your money, this is your bread and butter, mm. but you can't service them. And that's the only way that I can akin a software business too, because if you're going to start a software business and you're not a programmer, please, please be prepared for what you're stepping into. And I made a, you know, a huge mistake of not knowing. Anyway, I was lucky enough to come through that and we we won multiple awards testing the software and the software has now become launch pros. And it's the, it's an adaptive product engine really that indexes products and enables Shopify sellers, Amazon sellers and eBay sellers to launch products at the click of a button. It does all the profit for you. It finds trending products from Google and matches them to Amazon. It is a superb piece of kit. And the the, the whole premise behind it is to try and get young people and people who have never sold online, the ability to, to come in and start selling without capital to risk exposure to thousands and thousands of dollars of inventory. Or if you've got an existing store and you're wanting to scale it, then you can add additional products and test new markets without additional capital risk to inventory. And that's, that was the premise. I like that model. It's been, it's been tough to get it to where we've got it to. Tony, but I think we're there and we've built something that's completely unique because the smart market that we call it, which is the adaptive product engine that drops products and picks products up through, through, through trends, means that you're always going to have products there that customers are, are searching for online. And that's the brilliance of it, I feel. Low barrier of cost to entry, right? So I think so many, if we just went like the last 10 years and we were to take a thousand marketers and ask them, you know, how much money have you spent? Not how much have you made, but how much have you spent? And a lot of people will say, you know, I bought a course and it didn't work. I, I went to this seminar and I, it didn't work for me. And it's like, I love when you put people who are passionate in with, metrics and you you give them the literally the blueprint like that's what launch pros is literally you do this we'll do the rest we'll go get all the stuff you need and you can be successful because we've proven it i love that about launch pros it's it's one of the things i wanted i wanted the software to make people money because i felt in the industry particularly in the drop shipping space and the amazon space if i can speak freely is everyone's trying to sell you a software to give you information or sell you information. I didn't want to do that. And I kind of fell into the coaching space accidentally. I have to be honest, Tony, I didn't want to be in there because I would just want, I'm a creative guy. I wanted to be behind my desk and just sell stuff, you know, sell lots of products. But the journey, I'm thankful for the journey because it opened my eyes to what could be created and what was what was needed. And that's where Launch Pros came about. But I wanted the software to make people money. I didn't want it to be just another software that you paid a membership to. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. It was it just wasn't for me. Well, you know what, Michael, we're going to do is we're going to take a break and I want, I really want to get into some metrics today, really about how you've been able to really establish yourself as a go-to guy in your space. There's so many overnight gurus. There's so many people that sell you something today and you won't see them tomorrow. By the time you ask for a refund, they're long gone. But the reason why I've asked you to come on the show, the reason why I've kept company with you is I bet everybody that I'm around. I really, I spent a lot of personal time betting people. 
I've had the honor of seeing you on stages. I've seen your work firsthand. I've spent time at a dinner. I've, I've spent time watching you work on your laptop. I see your posts. I comment on what you're up to. I, I feel like I know your family without knowing your family. I, I, I've gotten to know you as a, as a human being. I want to talk about it because I think a lot of people, they see somebody driving a nice car, which by the way, both of us have nice cars and love nice things. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's whatever you want to do with your money is up to you, but you're not flashy and throwing it in everybody's face. You're at the end of the day trying to help marketers win in this digital world that we live in. So when we come back, Michael, I'm going to have you share some stories of some things that you've experienced running your business that you've seen right in your own face where, you know, like people are lost money, not because of you, but just because it's been taken. Because I think people who listen to this need to understand there's a lot of things that you don't know that go on every single day in a business to make a business survive. And, and we want to, I want to talk a little bit about that. And I want to talk about also how you've generated over 72 million worldwide, because that's not something you just throw around as a number. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about that. So what we're going to do is we're going to come back with Michael Devlin today. But the thing that he kicked off the show with for everybody listening is contentment, like being content, like there, there's something magical and simplicity. And I think that's it, right? You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have any time to enjoy it with your family and your friends, really, you know, what are you doing other than just having a whole bunch of money that, you, you know, you're going to forget about because you're going to get old and you're going to die. And, and, and I think what we're going to learn today is how he's impacting the world and launching something and allowing marketers today to get started in a really cool space. And Amazon's only getting bigger. If you go look at Shopify, it's only getting bigger. The, the digital e-com world is only getting bigger. So why not tap into it and make some money? When we come back, we're going to learn more. Today with our special guest, Michael Devlin. Are you suffering from marketing dysfunction? Are you not able to perform online as well as you could when you were younger? Unable to keep up with the intimate demands of buying product, running offers, and shipping items to your customers? Say hello to Ship Offers. Clinically proven to enhance the growth and longevity of your business. Get some today at shipoffers.com. We are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. My name is Tony Grebmeyer. It's the real stories behind success. Today's special guest, Michael Devlin. We were talking early on in the show today. Grew up without a father. Really looked to his grandma and his mom to really provide and to really help him. He grew up in a tough way of kind of how he, how he grew up, right? It wasn't, like, it wasn't easy for him, but he figured it out. And his saving grace, his angel, his, his wife, came into his life really, really early on and, and dated for a while and got married. But at 17, Claire came into his world and really helped maybe, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but help him to calm down a little bit and to see things a little differently to, let's we'll say grace. She provided grace for Michael to kind of really understand who he is. He's a father of, of two boys, 14 and 21, been married, coming up on 25 years launched, you know, multiple seven-figure e-commerce platforms and businesses and, and has done well over 72 million and worldwide. But regardless, if you're just getting started or you've got an established business, he knows firsthand how hard it can be to find success online. So welcome back, Michael, to the show. Good to be back, Tony. Let's talk about success in, in the world of failure or lessons. Have you had your own lessons of trying to make it and not work out? <laughs> How long have we got? <laughs> Couple hours? Yes, sir. <laughs> right. So, like we, I was going to just touch on, we, we see this glossy or this 
little bit of a, a veneer representation of individuals who are online because we, we like we're marketers. We want everything to look perfect, but I can tell you categorically that it hasn't been perfect because I've been bankrupt twice, Tony. And I can say here on the podcast right now, I'll go bankrupt again if chasing what I believe in. Because people sometimes look at bankruptcy as, as as a shame or as something that they should be ashamed about, rather. But I don't. I believe that it's the... Depends on the circumstances, right? But everybody's circumstances is different. But a business person who has been bankrupt a couple of times is somebody or three or four or five times, is somebody that is chasing the dream. They, they, they're chasing, they're pushing, they're pushing the dial into the reds. And that can happen. And it doesn't matter how successful you get up to. If you're prepared to just push that boundary every time, it can happen. And it's happened to me twice. And, and I just want everybody out there that's starting, that might only have 200 bucks or 50 bucks in their pocket, is just start where you need to start. Ask some of the big guys in the, and you know, the guys that are up at the top, to be be honest with them and, and try and get a start. Get into the right community because people will pull you and, and they'll pull you up. And I, I found that when, when I went under pushing pushing the envelope, Tony, I've been under twice. And like I said, you wanted to start. You, you, when you started, you wanted to be a millionaire. That's where you wanted to be. But getting there, you try and figure it out. And you're like, I don't know how these guys do it. How do they manage to keep their money and pay staff and pay warehouses and have quarter of a million pound in stock and have overdrafts and all of these things that are required to run and scale a successful business and I couldn't figure that out and I didn't have lessons I didn't have degrees I wasn't at college so I failed twice or did I fail or did I go to the university of what not to do the next time (laughs) yeah I, I, I would say you went to a university to learn what not to do next time. I, I don't believe in failures. I really, really don't. I only believe in people who, who refuse to get up. Right. Well, keep fighting. Yeah. So a lo- lot of lessons. I always say, chase the wins, study the lessons and never give up. It's pretty straight, easy forward kind of advice. What are some of the big successes that, that have really made you kind of say, Hey, a guy with no education, no formal education, other than, you know, a lot of self stuff that you had to teach yourself. What are some things that you are most proud of around your business? Okay, so after the bank, the, the two bankruptcies, the second one, I, I really got on my feet. And then I built my first e-commerce store back in 2006. I built it from my garage, <laughs> for all the US listeners. <laughs> we call it garages here. But I built it from my home. And within two years... Are you, are you in New York? Is that where you're from? No, we're from... <laughs> sure, sure, man. No, we're definitely not from New York. We're from Bonnie, Scotland in Glasgow. There you Love go. It. I just want people to hear, hear the truth. Are you, are you in a kilt by any chance? I'm certainly not in a kilt, but I'm wearing underwear for anybody that's interested. <laughs> so to, to go back to what I was saying to you, the, the big win, the first big win for me was the building of the e-commerce store and it got acquired by a company in Boston, believe it or not, which was full of crazy Irish people because I used to travel out there. And in 2008, two years from launching, the first year when I launched my e-commerce store, guys, in case you think that, oh, here we go, another success story, I lost 175000 So I remember coming into Claire from my garage and I sat, it was just before Christmas, and she says, so how well did we do this year? I said, and I, and I went into a kind of, all out, 
lying on my back and I was like, we lost 175,000. And she, she, I said, but it's okay. I've kind of got this thing now. I'm learning paid search. I've got it. <laughs> and there's nothing quite like losing your own money to make you learn really, really quickly <laughs> of what you're doing and pay attention to what's happening. And that's, I think that's how I became so good at paid search, but that's my own, my own philosophy off the back of it. And then that was it in year one. Year two, we went up into just over 950,000 and we got acquired for a million and 80,000 for 50% of the business. A company called Muscle Master in 2008 and I felt that my ship had arrived and I thought, this is it. Okay, I've really got this online marketing thing and then the economy happened and I got a phone call late at night which was about four months after the acquisition and it was from Nick and Nick said to me, he said, Michael, um, we're, we're getting our line of credit pulled, $75, 76000000 million line of credit. We're, we're going to have to close the company. And we've just acquired your company, so you're either going to have to acquire it back or it's going to get pulled with us. And I was like, what? So that was, I went from a roller coaster to, I went to stratospheric heights, a feeling that I had arrived and I had got this dot-com thing unlocked right to, to, to basement level uh, in a hurry. So that was, uh, so I bought the company back and I remember driving across, <laughs> driving across the motorway bridge with Claire and she said to me, but, you know, there's economy happening here as well. Is the recession going to happen, Michael? And I was like, don't worry about it, sweetheart. Everybody's going to need their protein powder. <laughs> and she still, to this day, she still says to me, I can't believe you said that to me. And I was completely immune to what was heading in my direction. So I bought the company back. We were all loaned up to, to the hill and boom, our economy hut. And then within about six months, we, we went under as well. So that was the kind of third failure, if you like, for me at that point. And that was rock bottom because I didn't really know how I was going to get out of that because... It was okay for me being going bankrupt twice, but Claire was involved with the other business for me. So I felt partly responsible that I was causing her this stress and this anxiety. And I was so angry and disappointed at myself for not just being the guy that's in the firing line standing in front of that. But she, she said, just again, like she did when I, met, I first met her at 17, she said to me, she said, you just do what you do. I'll trust your judgment. And that was all I needed and that's when I, I I had some money left over, which was like 15 grand. And it wasn't enough to get supplements, nutrition, because you had minimum order quantities when you were doing private labels, Tony, you'll know that. And I went to a friend of mine and I said, I need you. Can you help me? And John stepped up and he helped me and he gave me a loan. And I launched my own sports nutrition brand. And then within about seven months, the, pro- the company that I was going after who knew I was pretty good online at marketing was was being produced by a new facility in Leeds and it was part of the Glanbia Group, which owns Optimum Nutrition and BSN, quite a big company. And they said, are you for acquisition? So this was at the point where I had like 100 grand in overdraft still running. So I had to compose myself instead of going... You're done, right? I'm for acquisition. How much are we talking? Let's settle this debt and get out of here. I said, well, no, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. And I just gave a really good presentation because I had to present to them for them to produce my product. And it turned out that they wanted to acquire my company and they acquired my company within 
I think it was within 18 days of that presentation and I was back on my feet. And they gave me, one of the conditions of buying my company was they wanted me to work with them for six months. It was kind of like a six-month lock-in. But that was like me in a job. <laughs> Claire said to me, you're never going to last. You're not going to last six months. So I was going up and down, back and forward to to Leeds, uh, to Leak. And I just, I was like, I can't do this. So I phoned the MD and I said, look, I can, can I work from home? He said, of course you can. And he let me work from home. Long story short, that's when I produced my sports nutrition bottle, which I sold 500,000 units inside 24 months across 26 different countries. And that also got acquired by my global sourcing partner. And at that point, that's when I went into the coaching space and uh, and I started to develop softwares off the back of my, all of my experiences from the e-commerce journey. What do you think I, your superpower is? Do you know, I've also got a kryptonite as well. Tony, I've <laughs> <laughs> plenty of them. My superpower is, I think, being able to see markets differently. And to be able to see the gaps and, and act upon them to, cre- to create and produce a product that will serve that, that user base or that audience. I think that's, that's been something that I've had a little bit of a gift at. I'm happy to say and I'm confident enough to say. What, what do you think is like something that you, you really enjoy as being a father to two boys? Like what's something that you've really enjoyed more so because of the fact that you grew up without a dad that you've been able to love on them and lay into them and help them and guide them. What are some things that maybe come up when you think about being a father? It's being able to shape their life to make it a little bit easier for them. And all of that desire for me to do that for them, the boys are completely different because they're so independent. And it's weird because you would think that they would just be wanting dad to do things for them. Right. But they're not like that. Reese, doesn't want help from the Reese wants to tap into the network and the connections. And then he just does all of his own stuff. He doesn't, doesn't look for money. He's got all of his own property. He'll come to me and say, dad, I need maybe, um, can you help me with this? Is there somebody, you know, but he doesn't ask me for anything. He'll, he'll ask for advice and guidance, but he is so independent. And Ben is exactly the same. It's weird. And, and that for me is, I think they've learned, I think they've picked that up from me of, standing on, on my own two feet all the time. They've never seen anybody round about me. And although that was not something I intended to teach them, I just think that the kids instinctively have picked that up throughout the years. You know, Michael, every time I've ever been around you, talk to you on the phone, Skype, Messenger, there's passion in your voice. There's passion about, I got this. I'm, I'm really close. We're going to make it. I want to know where that comes from because so many people quit before they ever get to experience that mindset? Well, I think that stems back from being brought up in one of the roughest housing states in Europe because you've got that, I want to be different. I want, I will be different because you're always being judged. There is people, there, you see news stories and articles that they bringing down your area where you love and you live and you've got friends and you've got family there. And you know there's amazing people in there that sometimes never get the chance to, to, to shine and I always wanted to, to be better for myself, but also to build something that I could one day give back. And it's weird and it sounds cliche and you, you don't plan this stuff. I think it's just in your DNA. And I, I think that fight to get out of where I was, to still be within 15 minutes from where I, where I was, realizing that actually 
this this is this is good because I can go anywhere in the world, but this is home for me. I'm surrounded by people who love me. I can stop in the street and talk to people who whose, whose sons are friends with my sons or who I went to school with, and it's really close close knit. You know, it's one of those ones where it's a city, but everybody knows everybody, and it's um, it's a great place to live. I love it. I love it. Well, man, I, I, I got to tell you, thank you so much for just opening up and sharing about the good stuff, the bad stuff, and the really tough stuff today. And what I want to do is I want to I transition this to have people write down this URL. Go, go check out launchpros.com. Go search Michael Devlin's name. You're going you're gonna to love what you see. Passionate about his family. Passionate about helping people. Loves nice things. Loves cars. I love following your post about cars because you're not a guy who's like, Ooh, I've got a Lambo. I mean, it's like, you've got lots of cool cars, like <laughs> not just one, lots of cool cars, but you're passionate about it too. And you get a, to get a go and, and purchase, you know, cars that are made in limited runs. And it's just really cool just to see you light up there, but also how you've been able to transfer that to your kids too. Your, your boys love it. You know, it's like fun for you. So I want to do is transfer you over to what I call the fulfillment round. Mm-hmm. And the fulfillment round is a bunch of random questions. No phone a friend. You don't have to put pants on for it. You can answer them. <laughs> you're at. And it's really just a chance for the, the world to get to know you a little bit better. So if you are ready, say sure. I'm ready. I'm ready. So this is the fulfillment round. So my first question, if you had to choose to start all over again today, and you literally were handed a Mac or a PC, what would you pick up to start all over again? A Mac. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Another reason why I love you. What was the first business you remember starting? It didn't have to be an online business. What was it? And, and what did you sell? Um, so I used to distribute tanning equipment because in Scotland we have no sunshine. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's like entrepreneurial or just obvious <laughs> but that's what I did and I became pretty pretty good at that and we had quite a big business and that's what funded my first paid search run with the 170 odd thousand pounds loss in year one because I had a really strong distribution company and that's that kind of buffered that for me. When you launched your SEO business and you were doing SEO what was your like slogan for your company? S- slogan for my company was get ranked quick. <laughs> Again, that's what it, it says. To be long it has to be effective, and that, that's super effective. How often do you find yourself in the States? Well, I've, I've taken a step back, you know, Tony, for the last two, 18 months because we've been building the software. But it's been the best decision I ever made because I stopped this whole circuit flying and, and going out to this fear of missing out. And I can sit here tonight and talk to your good self. I'm lucky enough to do that. And many people like yourself in our community that we can sit down and talk to. So we don't need to jump on a plane to go there. Um, I miss you guys in person, but there's a big giant pond in in 11 hours of flight. And I find myself in the States for a month every year in Florida. But I was traveling too much. And I promised Claire and the the boys that I would slow down a bit and I'd stay at home. And, And I really wanted to lock in and focus. And I'm glad I did that because you can lose focus pretty quickly. Because... We're surrounded with guys like yourself and the network that we have. There's opportunity everywhere. Opportunity can be a bad thing. Yeah, I, I'm a, one of the things I'm working on this year is saying no more. Yep. And yes to the right things. 
And that means that it's less from my ego and more from my heart. I'm following my path. I'm, you know, by the time this, this episode airs, I'll have less than, you know, 40 days from my son's graduation of high school. Mm-hmm. My youngest is graduating. My wife and I just celebrated 20 years of marriage and we're looking at each other and we're like, now we got to go do what? Like anything we want. We're like we're not really tied down to a zip code. I can take my, my, my job, what I do, my laptop and go anywhere in the world. We can come visit you, right? Like we can go anywhere. And we also have the tools at our fingertips to not have to go anywhere and pick up and be on zoom or be on Skype or, or do FaceTime or, or it, it's so crazy. The, the, how we have so many cool tools at our fingertips today that weren't available when you were talking about quote unquote before Google. Yeah. You had, you had the adult Skype in uh, rooms that were then ultimately turned into technology for video conferencing. But if you really think about it, it's amazing how far we've come in such a short period of time. It's, it's crazy. And it's amazing how many people are still not online. People, I don't buy anything online. I don't shop on Amazon or I don't, I've never shopped on eBay. You're like, really? <laughs> For us, that's crazy. But a, a time, uh, one of my old business partners had said, oh, I buy everything on Amazon. I'm like, what's Amazon? Like, it was like so foreign, right? I'd never seen it, didn't know what he was talking about. And now I can't imagine my life not shopping on Amazon because it's something that's almost of a go-to for me when I'm looking for something. I just look on Amazon really, really quick. And then now I go to Alibaba and go look over there to see if I can get it. (laughs) Crazy, but that's that's the opportunity for the listeners is that what you think, is is it too saturated to get involved? Guys, this is just this is just the beginning. So many people that are not online, but it's the creations that are going to happen with all these smart kids coming up through the ranks now that are that have grew up with the electronics and the Googles and all the social media and, and the web 2.0 and everything else that you want to call it, right? 3.0 and maybe it's 6.0 now. But that's the exciting part for me. Where is it headed? That's the exciting part. All right. Five foods that you can survive on for the rest of your life. Five foods. Five foods. I could survive on Nando's chicken, Chinese spaghetti, chili, and Cocoa Pops. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I've got chili and then Cocoa Pops. We're going to be good there. The other three. Yeah, let's just throw The those Scottish things. thing. It's a Scottish thing. You'll never understand it. What's something that you are looking forward to after the launch of your business? After the real launch out of, out of beta in the full, what, what's something that you're looking forward to? Maybe communication, maybe it's just take a moment just to relish in your accomplishments. What would it be? Getting back to normal and being in the moment, Tony. I want to be in the moment with my family. I want to know that because I was so detached, I was focused. Even when I was on holiday, I was vacant because I was in my phone or I was worried about what was coming up. You know that feeling. When you're ready to start a new business, that's just the way it goes. And we, we sometimes don't take in the people that are neglected round about us are the ones that support us. Listen, I'm 42. I was 42 in December. I'm becoming sentimental in my old age and a little bit philosophical, but I'm starting to take stock, if you like, of what's important. And yes, success is important, but it's it should be for your reason. It shouldn't really be for for the monetary aspect. And of course, we've all che- money is the reason why we get into it because we want the freedom and the ability to do what we want to do. But at the same time, Guys, if you chase the contentment, the money is a byproduct of that. I can guarantee it. No, I appreciate it. Two more questions and we'll wrap up. 
So we talked about your five, your kind of your five foods. What are, what are things that maybe your top five list of things that you would share with your boys that would be like, you know, Michael Devlin's like rules or things to not ignore that you've, you've enjoyed over 42 years of life so far? What would be like a top five for them? Your mom, so important. Always remember to see her and be in the moment whenever you're around her. They are like that with their mom anyway, but your gran as well, obviously. But I would say that relationships, never burn a relationship for opportunity, ever. And you'll probably not realize that until you've made the mistakes. But those are the, that's the key element for me. And also be, be kind to other people and always try and help. But remember not to be too open. That's, I think that was more than five, but those are the ethos that I try and get my kids to live by. No, I love it. I think that that's the person you are at number four, really, is be kind and help. I really think that's you. I think you're, you're fantastic at relationships. I love the passion for grandma and, and mom. And I think, mom, you can also, as your boys are listening and mine too, is be kind in all, all areas of your life and love in all areas of your life, regardless. You don't have to do business with people, but love people regardless. Jim Rohn talks about it. I probably mess up the quote, but he always says there's only really like seven or eight miserable people in this world and they just seem to move around a lot, right? <laughs> and what yeah. it tells me is there's more good in this world than there is bad. There, my, there last, is. my last question for you, it causes me to pause because I, I am going to listen really intently to it. So there's a date that you're born and there's going to be a date that you die. Hope it's long 60, 70 years out. We're going to make you an old man because you figured it out. But in between there is what I call the dash. And it's what you would be remembered for. It's your legacy. It's the gift that you leave this world to make it a better place. How would that read? I would think that was, it would be to make an impact. To, don't, don't be scared to be disruptive. I mean, this is, this is not a headstone we're talking about here. This is a billboard, Tony. Uh, <laughs> but be disruptive. Don't, don't be afraid to be different. And I, I've been dyslexic, dyscalculus, all these things that, you're, that are classed as a learning difficulty. For me, there is no learning difficulty. There's just learning differences. And learning different is what makes you unique. And for me, that's what will set you ahead of the rest, in my opinion. Well, man, thank you so much for uh, coming on Be Fulfilled today and sharing. And we've got URLs to put. We've got some good resources for you today too, but launchpros.com. You got a good chance to check that out, learn about it, follow Michael. I totally uh, love and appreciate who he is and how he shows up. But thank you very much for being a guest today and and just really just being you and candid and, and just awesome. So thank you so much. And I want to thank you as well, Tony, for everything that you do for the community and just for being an amazing human being and one of life's good people. It's an absolute honor to class you as a friend. Um, so you. I hope to see you soon. Yes, I'm going to have to come and visit you since you're not really traveling anymore. So you're you know, going to have to let you take me for a drive in one of your nice cars. Thank you. And if there's anything we can do, always, always looking to support awesome people like yourself. And thanks, man, my friend. Thanks, guys. See you soon. All right. That is Michael Devlin. My name is Tony Grubmeyer. This is Be Fulfilled, the real stories behind success. And as I leave you today, remember this, go make today 
the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at drainersanddrivers.com and download my free mini course designed to give you more clarity and freedom in your day. It might just change your life forever. 